Welcome to the Mountain Bike Podcast. We're in Fort William for the second round of the World Cup Downhill Series. Uh, me and Neil Donoghue here are going to talk about it. Of course, it's brought to you by GMBN because that's who we are. Um, and yeah, we're going to talk about the race, the results, where the series is, um, and generally luxuriate in the great, great days racing that we've seen. True. It feels like it's been a long week here in Fort William, Martin. It's been... Yes. Yeah. Some terrible weather. It's been some good weather, actually. It's been a lot of midges. Yeah. Uh, been a lot of action yeah. from us. We've done a lot of cool things this week, and then obviously it's cl- uh, climaxed with the race that went on today. Yeah. Pretty exciting race, as always. Very. It's yeah. It was a really good race. Should we it? own up to the fact that we actually watched the race in our flat here in the middle of Fort William, not at the race site? Well, yeah. I mean, we were up at the race site this morning, and um, we've been there all week. Uh, it was raining, um, and we thought, you know what? Best way to cover this is to really know what's going on. So we sat in our little apartment in Fort William High Street and uh, watched Rob Warner tell us all about it. It's he good. does a good job, doesn't he? Well, I mean, great. It's, it's great. Obviously, obviously, the absolute of the race is amazing. Yeah. But yeah. um, it's difficult to really watch the race because there's so many things going on. Yeah. yeah. You need a view of the big screen and be able to do it. So we thought, oh, yeah. Especially when the hill's in the state it was today, because I mean, obviously, yeah. you guys would probably have walked down the hill today if we were, if it wasn't pouring of rain. But it was a mess. Yeah, it was a mess. It was super muddy. I mean, was it Thursday? There was sideways rain for the first day of practice all day long, uh, and then was it Friday? I think it was nice, mm. but mm. it's been pretty bad weather all weekend. Lots of rain. Yeah, uh, yeah. The track stands up to it. It is mostly hard pack on top of it. It's all peat bog. Mm. They basically built the old track in 2002, we first raced here, yeah. with a helicopter. They literally dropped stone in on top of the peat bog. <laughs> it was, that was the only way you could do it. And it's, yeah. it, there's been more stone added for quite a long time. But I remember racing the first World Cup and the first nationals here, where it wasn't enough, there wasn't enough stone, mm. and you would hit peat bogs, and it was like a whoop type motocross track. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you'd hit them and just get spat over the bars because the bike would stop. Wow! But the track Crazy. has sort of been the same now for well most of it for uh, I would say probably ten years, or well, yeah. at least ten years actually. Because last time I raced here was two thousand nine, and lots of it now is exactly it as I raced it. Um, woods changes every year. But it is one of the... It's the only section that really changes. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I and mean, they changed the one bit a couple of years ago. Underneath the lift, there's some a couple of big jumps. I actually saw one of the Ben Cathro videos explained it really well, where people were going, there's a line in the trench or there's a line to double up, a big old gap onto like a rock landing. That mm. wasn't there a couple of years ago. So that's fairly new. Yeah. But it's a brutal track. It's super physical. Uh, it's really unforgiving. I've got scars on me I've said this a few times before but like scars on me will last a lifetime from this track from racing <laughs> nationals discate fingers here I've, if you fall off here you've got to be very lucky to hit a soft yeah. patch which and we did we, see in the final yeah and we have seen some unbelievable crashes this week I mean oh so harsh I mean go on you know if you go on Instagram and search Fort William World Cup this week. I mean, you will see some frightening photos. The first one was Tarney Seagrave, I think. Yeah. Uh, go injured first day, first run, I think, actually. Um, mm. Separated shoulder, sounds like some ligament damage in there, so obviously mm. she didn't race. Um, yeah, I heard one uh, one of her physios talking about the 
uh, MRI they've done on her shoulder looking a little bit like a gunshot wound really? to the bone. Where there's been such a sharp hit point and then it kind of splintering out from that point. So she took a really hard knock. And what's pretty uh, pretty good idea right now is to kind of like just talk about how the shape of the World Cup was coming into this round. So Tani, Scree- Tani Seagrave has won the first round. The first round, yeah. Um, Lloyd Bruni has won the men's. Yep. Um, Rachel Afferton in second in the women's. Um, and then, interestingly, in the men's, we've got Danny Hart in second and Matt Walker third. No. I don't know if that's right, Martin. Actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> I may have exposed myself. Um, but moving on, importantly, Luke Brini first, yeah. Tiny Seagrove second. Um, so those are the guys in the leader's jersey. Uh, coming into this round, um, both of those had quite hard weekends. Obviously, Tani out, but Loic also had a, a horrendous crash. Yeah, well, that was crazy. Where we saw it happen, like a weird one, actually. It was on Warner's Instagram. He sort of, his outside foot unclipped on the face of that berm jump on the motorway section yes. and got bucked, obviously, it's like a seat bounce, but turned sideways, big, fast jump. Yeah. Uh, he came into the race. It looked like he must have face planted really badly and goggles had sort of smashed him in because he had two black eyes, a bit of a cut on his nose. Man, must crazy. have been feeling that. Yeah. Like I was saying, there's just, there are very few places for winning where you fall off and you won't. Hurt, really hurt yourself. Yeah, I mean, basically. he really flew out. And we were actually on the track at that point just the other day yeah. looking at those jumps. You were riding um, tandem and I was saying, Martin, yeah. stop. Yeah. At this point, you have to stop because yeah. otherwise you're in now, trouble. Now I know what you were talking yeah. about because if I'd gone in there that hot, yeah. I'd be dead meat. Um, well, like I say, it's, I, I talked to you the other day, I did a video and said, talked about riding this track. It's not much fun to ride, but to actually race. Oh, I was with Brendan, wasn't it, yeah. the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so another podcast come for me in a few weeks' time with Brendan Fairclough talking about the race. Um, it's Which was fi- very interesting. It was. Very. 555 metre drop to this. Uh, it's been here since 2002. Um, other big crashes in practice. Mm. We saw Giath and his hand slipped off the bar. At the same similar section to where yeah. he'd done himself re- uh, last year. Yeah. Where, where he'd done his shoulder. Got away with it, I think. Yeah, it was, it yeah. turned out he sort of slowed down quite a lot. I think he hurt his wrist, though. So yeah, yeah. Any shoulders, wrist injuries at Fort William, you're going to really struggle to ride. Mm. Finn Isles had a massive crash. Um, yeah. Face planted into the rocks. And, and as he said on the Red Bull coverage, that he didn't think he was going to ride or thought he would, he would ride but be just getting down the hill today. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I did say him say quite reservedly, don't expect any better than tw- top 20 from me. Today. Yeah, that was it. And I thought the rest of the world would like to say <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, top 20 is my best. To <laughs> that was, was like, good yet. Wow. <laughs> um, Aaron Gwynn has not had a good week. He got his bike stolen in Edinburgh. Yes. I wonder how that works. He must have obviously had a second bike. Yeah. We know the first round he had a large and an XL and he swapped them yeah. between two. Yeah. I wonder... He got one off Intense UK. Oh, so he got one off Intense UK. I wonder if it was probably XL, I would have thought, for this Check the cameraman there, yeah. Knowledgeable. Damage. Very knowledgeable. He re-damaged his ankle. So this is controversial. Mm. The w- word on the street is he, he snapped another crank. Well, he did snap well, another crank. Well, it's not word on the street. We know he did. So, well, we've heard that from rival sources. We didn't see it ourselves, which is pretty crazy because there was a lot of kerfuffle. I thought it was a storm in a teacup, actually, the, the previous kerfuffle yeah. on social media, on Pink Bike about him snapping a crank. Turns out he may have snapped another Explain to me, right, why is it, why can't we say snap to crank? I've snapped maybe 100 pairs of cranks in my life. Uh-huh. 
It's Aaron Gwynn. That's well, his job. It's the, I think clothes. it's the way it was dealt with from right. Aaron's team. Okay. And then it turns out he snapped another. Maybe that original story was not quite as honest as oh. people were led to believe. You know what? It's okay to snap a set of cranks. It is. So they wrote, they raced and practiced on uh, alloy cranks now. Yeah, yeah. Carbon cranks were gone. Which is the choice you'd made. You know, you'd make after if you'd snapped set of cranks. <laughs> True. That's what I'd do. But anyway, anyway, I, I'm, I'm sure it's a very difficult situation for Aaron Gwynn because obviously he doesn't want to be uh, being sponsored heavily by a brand and then somehow mm. bringing like sort of a detrimental view yeah. to that brand. But totally. you know what? You don't put cranks on a guy's bike like Aaron Gwynn and not expect some tough damage. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Well, me and Blake went up Ben Nevis yesterday and I scratched the hell yeah. out of my cranks and looking at my calm cranks and thinking, oh yeah. dear. Yeah. I like how you compared you and Blake to Aaron Gwynn. <laughs> Well done. Um, word on the street as well as Rachel Atherton tried a new bike or a half a bike, didn't mm. like it, didn't yeah. qualify well. Went back down to the pits, pressed print and got a new one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, apparently there's new rear ends on the common side as well, because I was talking to Mike Rose, I don't feel like me name dropping him, who knows, uh, the old editor of Dirt, yes. and we were talking about how I said in one of our previous podcasts that it's sounding to me like people were coming into the year unprepared, like Gwyn. Two bikes didn't know what he was going to ride. Mm. Um, and Rachel as well. Um, and the, they've commented to come here with new rear ends, didn't bring the old ones. Like, wow, we hope it works. Yeah. It seems crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that seems like my old days of racing where you did it all the time. But now it feels like it's more professional. Actually, maybe it's not. But, that, but I mean, we've got to develop the bikes through the year. You know, they've got to change. Yeah, but if it might be worse, and you're showing up and going, oh, this might be worse, and now we've got to race it because we didn't bring the old ones with us. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe it's the uh, the acceptance that downhill is the Formula One of mountain biking, and they're using it maybe. for um But then you get the testing, egg on your face when it doesn't work. Well, I mean, look at... I mean, I know it's, I know it's me, and I shouldn't bring it up, but look at Cannondale. <laughs> they are they are back in the sport and they are using an entire season as a development program. True, and, and that is really maybe there's some freedom in for, in, in the, the Formula One kind of yeah. viewpoint that that that's what they should be using down for. Else, what is it for? Because it isn't for selling bikes. We compare ourselves, or downhill compares itself a lot mm. to Formula One. It's really not, though, is it? It's a million miles away from Formula One. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it is Formula One. It isn't Formula One. I don't see any pussycat dolls walking around the pits. That's a bit of an old reference there. <laughs> no, there are no pussycat dolls, but Blake's a similar kind of thing. Um, I, I just think that it is the development side of it is really interesting. Who's the most um, glamorous person at a mountain bike race? Greg Minnar, probably. Probably Greg Minnar. Or that's a difficult that's one. Who's the Bernie Eccleston? Martin Wiley, I suppose. <laughs> Should we keep talking about the race <laughs> results now? So, so that's an well, o- open discussion there for the comments. Is downhill is downhill a Formula One mountain biking? Don't think so. Get into that. Um, qualifying is always interesting. Time training means nothing. I, I never look at time training. It just means it's nothing. Tracy Hannah qualified fastest. It sounded like uh, Rachel wasn't. Well, she's 10 seconds back. Apparently she mm. wasn't very happy with that. Well, she's not very happy with that. Marine Cabaru in Sandbagging. Uh, second place was four seconds back. So big old jumps. Nina Hoffman, 
just behind Rach. Uh, Kate Weatherly in fifth place. Now, should we get into that? Kate Weatherly. It's yeah. been going off on all sorts of forums. Yes. It's difficult one to talk about, I think. Can I don't think it is. Okay, go on then, Martin. Well, I mean, I think there's rules, you know, to do with testosterone levels. Right. Um, that the UCI go by. If someone's above a certain testosterone level, then it would be unfair for them to race in uh, the female category of downhill. Yep. Kate clearly is, you know, if she if she's she's going by those rules, fair yep. play. If someone's got some evidence that she's not going by those rules, then where's that? And if if you haven't got that, then be quiet. Let her get on with racing. She's doing a really good job. Whatever. Okay. It's I just rules. Agree. There's rules there, and you just work within them. It's the same as doping or anything like that. There's probably races in in cross country or maybe downhill, maybe uh, enduro that are doping, but we don't know who they are. But if they get caught, then we act. Like yeah. Kate is racing. Let her race. She's in the category that fits for her, and fair play. Good on you. And, like and, and all the people who are giving it... Well... Are just... I've got... I've suddenly found they've got a keyboard and they're trying to use it. We see that a lot. We do see it appear, as you saw Emily Siegenthaler, actually, in the, getting yeah. involved in the comments on the pink bike. Yeah. Chat about it. Completely defending Kate, so... Yeah. I mean, I mean if your peers say it's cool, then that's probably Yeah, I mean, much, you, you know. can't... I don't think... I don't think you can get better confirmation that that the situation is not for anyone else to comment on if if her yeah, fellow competitors are saying, leave her alone. <laughs> um, Tracy Hannah qualify fastest. Obviously, there's points as well for qualifying. So people are wanting to qualify fastest. So Rach sitting down third wouldn't have gone down well, definitely. No. Uh, over to men's, Greg Minar qualified. Just before we move off the women's... Go on. Ra- would, but Rachel, I think, would have really benefited from not having to go down as the final rider. Is there any chance that she would be thinking, you know, just Possibly. back off in quality? I know she's Possibly. given away points, but it's a smart move. I don't know. P- pe- different people deal, deal with it differently. Yeah. Um, I think she's experienced enough to go down last and not stress her out, but you never mm. know. Who knows? She loves winning at home, though, and she would potentially, if one race in the season wouldn't? thought... Well, yeah, I mean... You know, yeah. if, if one race was worth uh, giving away some points to get this pressure situation in the right place. And obviously Tani's not racing, so the points game is literally between her and Tracy now, it yeah. seems. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe she thinks... Yeah. Anyway, sorry, carry on. On to the men. So Minar did not qualify at the first round, had a little crash, didn't mm. qualify. Obviously not protected, so Greg has won here seven times, so he must obviously still... He's, he doesn't... He's not the sort of rider, I think, who struggles with the mental side of things. However, if you're not protected, anything can happen at Fort William. You can easily puncture. You can easily crash and qualify. We saw a lot of that. We saw yes. Laurie. There's three big riders in Charlie Harrison, Charlie Harrison who, who needed their protection just to get through. So yeah. anything can happen. But he qualified ninth. So you've got to think maybe ninth is good. It might yeah. have been Minar's like, I'm just going to, get through this. Yeah. yeah. Life is pretty good for that. Mm. Mm. Um, Gwyn was outside the top 20 qualifying. Unbelievable. Bad ankle. Mm. So he did re-aggravate the ankle apparently. So this is not the place to be riding with bad ankles. It's, it's I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Like the, the qualification seems to be incredibly important this year. Yeah. And it seems to be 
in, important, obviously, because of points, but also important because there seems to be that pressure there. So I, I don't know if it's that Greg suddenly missed uh, the finals because he wasn't protected and suddenly everyone realised, oh, this can happen to anyone. Yeah, exactly. It, it's almost like, oh, my God, no one's... Like, the protection suddenly seems like... But critical. see, we could be talking <laughs> about at the end of the year. We could be saying, "Well, well, Minar had one throwaway race. A lot, that happens to a lot of people." Yeah, it turns out it was the first one, which put him in a pretty sticky situation for mm. round two. Yeah, uh, Loris Verge qualified fastest. Pirion was right there, 0.6 behind. Mm. And then there's a bit of a jump. Troy Brosnan, Reese Wilson, Scottish rider. Yeah. But that Brosnan was four and a half back, Reese Wilson 5.3, then Danny Hart 5.6. So they all started getting close, but definitely those two guys were a pretty decent jump ahead. Yeah, yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. Right, on to race day, the women's race especially, the weather was terrible. The, yeah. the vision must have been really difficult for them. There was a lot of water. Yeah. <laughs> Mist, cloud, heavy rain, and then it would stop and then be drizzle and heavy rain again. Yeah, it was at the extreme point of the weather. And can, can I fess up to what I wanted to happen before <laughs> we go into the actual results? Yeah. Um, because I'm a huge Rachel Affen fan. Um, she's very cool, an incredible rider. Tani's out, and I'm thinking, how's this season going to be interesting? So, I'm sorry, yeah. Rachel. I wanted Tracy to win for my season of racing. Right. I was like, I, you know, I want, I want Rachel to win at home, but I also want a really exciting year. And I, I wanted Tracy to nail it. So her coming down last meant, wow, this is on. It looked like after Rachel had done her run, it was there was no one going to get close to her because she was, mm. I think she was eight seconds ahead of the person. Yeah, Nina, on, Nina Hoffman. Nina Hoffman, on, who was on the hot seat at the time. Yeah. She, she beat her by eight seconds. I thought, this is over. And potentially the season. Uh, it's a difficult one. If you, yeah. if you, well, Tani has separated her shoulder. I've done both of mine. Uh, it depends how, depends how bad you do them. But I remember it feeling terrible at the time, like mm. you've broken collarbone, you've broken something. And actually, just a couple of weeks later, if you physio it, it can feel all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but with, with uh, Lenzer Hyde coming down the road next week. Leo Gang next Fort weekend. Will Leo Gang, sorry. Yeah. Leo Gang coming down the road next week. I presume Fort that's... Williams, it, it's done. It, it? It's, got, it's got to be a do not, did not start next week, I think, for Tane, mm. which then does... Which... Sucks hard. Yeah. Sucks hard. Who knows? Yeah. She, I know she works with some pretty uh, incredible physios that I've worked yeah. with before. So, yeah. I, I mean, I really, really doubt it's possible. But yeah. Red Bull will be throwing their yeah. weight at this now because that's where one place where um, the energy drink sponsor really is a powerful thing. Yeah. A lot of the time, those energy drinks will come to a rider with a bit of money. Not as much as as maybe people would think sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but what they can offer is a support structure that, at times like this, for uh, someone like Tani, is is literally yeah. career saving. I've seen it. Yeah, from friends of mine who've been down that route, and it really mm. does make a difference. Yeah, how, and especially how quick you can get about racing if you've got the right people telling you what you can do but what you can't do and sometimes yeah. that's yeah. enough to get you through yeah 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 i mean i've seen it i've seen how they look after someone like outside downhill but looking at how red bull look after someone like danny mccaskill it's amazing he, used to, he had yeah, a, yeah he was had a rough time he's had he? our time with his back with yeah. his back danny he's had problems with his knees but red bull really pull him through um 
in such a positive way. We've got such good support there, so and and yeah. such you know the qualifications of the people are just you know undeniable. So uh, yeah, it really is useful. So. Hey, heal up, Tani, quick. We want yeah. to see you back racing. So Rachel Athen took the win, 5 minutes 15. Tracy Hannah, 1.6 back. Then back to Nina Hoffman, 8.8. Ryan no. Cabaru, Veronica Widman. I'll tell you what was interesting, again, we saw um, Tracy and Rach go red, green, red, green on the splits. As we saw Mar- round one mm. at Maribor with Tracy, um, with uh, Tani and Rach, literally mm. making time, losing time all wow. over the place. Well, not, not, I mean, we saw Tracy a bit of red and green, then green, green, well, green, green. Two she, seconds down and then one up. She had that race nailed yeah. and then she threw it away at the at end. The it's so frustrating because Rachel's experience, you saw her absolutely tuck on that motorway section. She was pulling every bit of speed she could out of that straight. I never, I mean, take a screenshot of how tucked Rachel is on that. Yeah. You can't be more tucked than that. Yeah. The peak of her helmet was below the bars. She was absolutely flying down there. She won the race in the last, you know, the last part of the track. Um, Which I don't gets know how... talked about all, yeah. all the time. But it's crazy. As, as an old racer, it's frustrating that you've done, yeah. you've diced with death and you've done the hardest, gnarliest, windiest, mm. most horrible, death-defying three minutes of your life four minutes mm. of your life and then on the last BMX track the race is actually won or lost yeah it's crazy I mean and I, I think Rachel won it there but also I hate to say it because I think she's the coolest I mean she's my favourite racer Tracy Hannah lost it there yeah she just did not she did not do what needs to be done at the end of the race finish it off Easier said than done, mine. Oh, so <laughs> frustrating. Um, but it means that Rachel has got an, in, you know, is in an incredible position because her confidence levels over someone like Tracy Hanna um, will be higher than they are over someone like Tammy Seagrave, and she has now got to be looking at that season of like, this is mine to lose. It is pressure, but it is it the, is hers now to lose. The first World Cup win on Athens bikes. Yeah, well, congratulations for that. That's yeah. incredible. I mean, two races in, and they've won a World Cup. Um, if there was ever a um, a really great selling point for a bike, it doesn't get much better than that. Well, we were talking about yeah. this earlier, about yeah. how many privateers are riding around on common style bikes after yes. seeing what happened yes. last year. Yeah, well, I hope that works for uh, Atherton bikes. That'd be awesome. Yep. If suddenly everyone's, yeah, it is frightening. We'll come to the greatness of common style bikes <laughs> in a little while. All right, on to the men's race. Uh, yes. You said about, yeah, you don't reckon... Piping up. You don't reckon Rachel would have won if Tani was there? Would Rachel have won if Tani was there? No. I don't think so. No, I think Tani was Controversial, in... Controversial, Tani's in great form. Rachel is developing a bike. It's going off, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, we're definitely in Fort, Fort William Town Centre and things are going to get loose. Um, everyone from Wild Camp is on their way down. Yeah, it could be the Frenchies, could be... I'm really Perry aren't well going to that. Don't yeah, know. we're going to get to that. But how did they get cool? It's annoying. Anyway, we're going to come to that. Um, Men's race. Yes, no, no. But you don't think Tani, you think Tani would have won? Probably. I mean, we can't say that because she wasn't there racing. Yeah, but. I mean, end of the day, she's got to come down the hill like everyone else and win it. So we can't give her the win without doing it. But it certainly would have been very exciting to see her do it. Anyway, we're covering old ground. Let's get on to the men's race. I th- well, it's weird. It sort of cleared up. The sort of rain clouds just disappear. They get just blown yeah. off. 
Yeah. Did you see the rebel airplanes bombing around? It, through some clouds, it was yeah. It was just as I left to come and watch the race live, so on TV. So yeah, it, I saw a little bit of it, but but it looked one well, probably because you could see the track a bit clearer. But it mm. looked super windy. The tape was mm. going berserk at the top of the track, yeah. which is difficult. Yeah. And how is what's that? What does that feel like? That top section when it's really windy. Well, it feels mental. It, it, I think it's always like that, pretty much. Yeah. You drop out. It's weird being start hard, no wind. Mm. All of a sudden, you're like. <laughs> And you really notice it. You'll see a lot of the riders tuck in at the top. Mm. Um, I raced World Champs here in oh, seven. seven, and you yeah. wore skin suits, and I had a, the world's biggest crash mm. on my first run. Because in skin suit, you were just going like two percent faster everywhere, mm. Mm. and just uh, literally overshot a corner a little bit. So, yeah, yeah you really, really notice the wind at mm. the top two thirds of this track. And mm. if you get a bad Literally, if it if it blows a bit harder when you're going out to start, then it will change the results. Yeah, and just to check, you're wearing that skin suit tonight, yeah? Uh, I've still got it. It got the arse yeah. ripped out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the GB teams. <laughs> and that was on a night out too. Yeah. <laughs> they supplied us with two rubber suits because they were really expensive, apparently. Yeah. And I ripped the ass out of both of them. Yeah. Two runs. Yeah. Falling off. <laughs> You've just led me in a world of jokes. <laughs> but we're going to stay on the race. Uh, yeah, okay, so... Big uh, G Willie, Greg Williamson, I'll start yeah. with him. He looked super fast on he the bottom did. on the motorway he on did. his Uno Ever. Stealthy, best-looking yeah. bike. Um, we shot some of him today, actually. I asked him how it, what it's like to race in conditions like today mm. when it is horrible and you've got to deal with it. Uh, and he gave some good answers, actually. Obviously, yeah. he is, I think he's from Inverness, which is just up the road, Scottish rider. Yeah, and, and he was super fast at the bottom. He made loads of time on that bottom third of the track. Yeah, and, it, and in the end, he came off the hot seat because of Bruni. Was that right? I, I think it was that. Bruni who took him off the hot seat. He was on the... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah um, My notes say, after Greg, Tyrion was loose, which is part of the yeah. course. Greenland was fastest, but lost time on the motorway. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Greg was fast. And then, uh, well, no, Greg Williamson was fast. And then Bruni came down, and he's yeah. 1.7 up. Yeah, now Bruni, um, a little bit like uh, Tracy Hanna, yep. somehow discovered some some sluggish speed in that final part of the track because after he'd come down, uh, your first words were, he's not going to win. You can't win losing time, time at the bottom of that track. So he's 1.7 up, then 3.1, so he made mm, a, a, a bucket load of time. Then it came down to 2.3, then 1.8. It's like, yeah. um, that's it. You've sort of, you can't lose 1.3 on the bottom and win. And why is it, why is it that Tracy, Hannah and Loic, that's, that's what they both did, and, it, and you're right, it rang true, they ended up not winning the race. Why couldn't, like, Bruni's not, he is super fit. He is, super he's Bruni. massive, he looks yeah, better I mean, than ever. How did he not have the speed at the bottom? What are they doing that means they're losing speed there? Well, actually, Warner might have said it quite well on the live when mm. Finn did the same thing. Finn asked, came on to do the same thing. Maybe he went too hard at the top. Right. Concentrated really hard on going super hard top and then the detriment of that at the bottom mm. was struggling. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. I, I, Bruni will probably be able to tell you. Maybe he'd say. Yeah. But I doubt it. He's so strong. Mm. I think probably bike setup 
Maybe, okay. maybe the tyres. He did say that he'd set his bike up super soft so that they could, because well, he was injured. That was the thing, uh, yeah. both Bruni and Finn had big crashes yeah. uh, yesterday and today, so they said they even went softer on their suspension yeah. to make it a bit maybe easier it on themselves. slowed them down a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, actually, he said he lost pressure on the rear tyre. Mm. Half bar, that would have slowed him down. Right. If right. I'd have okay. read my notes, I would have been able to tell you that. Right. <laughs> a few, few, Half bar is few reasons. pretty few reasons. a lot of pressure. So. Yeah, yeah. Not long after um, Bruni had been down, he's taken the hot seat. We've got Gwyn coming out the start gate and we're thinking, right, he needs to start his season right now. He's had a terrible, not a terrible result, but on Gwyn's standards, a sixth in the first round. It's not where he wants to be on a brand new bike. And, and then he's got Crankgate um, and it's not been an enjoyable time for him. Um, slightly ridiculous, I think. Crank's um, breaking, whatever. But yeah, I obviously... Is something he wasn't very happy about because it was covered by some journalists. Then um, boom. Boom. Ten seconds in, maybe less. Biggest crash I've seen in a downhill finals race run I think I can remember. I think you're right. I think that's going to go viral crash. on Instagram with people stealing it and putting it up. Yeah, it was I mean, massive. Thank God he's okay. It was It well, was every reason to not be at the end of the It looked like crash. he... It was hard because it was hidden mm. behind the berm. It almost looked like he washed and the front wheel then went in a hole. And yeah, that and the back went... And the biggest bench press you've ever seen. And it looked like mm. both tyres... You saw sort of sealant yeah. as they went, yeah. and he flipped, Give ragdolled, away. and he was really fortunate that Fort William, that corner, he mm. landed in the peat bog because there's boulders everywhere, and that yeah. could have been really, really bad news. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he just stood up straight up like a yeah. total boss. Like he looked like he went over to check out someone's photo. Crash. There was somebody <laughs> on the inside, and he was looking at like a screen yeah. or something. Um, I mean, how does it, how does how does someone like yeah. Gwyn now approach the rest of the season where it's it's not it's not going the way? Usually, he starts gaining momentum quickly. So he's not won a World Cup in a year now. I mean, uh, it's not going well. His his ankle's already twice injured. Yeah. You never know a crash like that. It's what? Is it again? Blake says it again. Yeah. Blake says it again. Ankles, I've broken ankles, not much fun. It takes, it's never the same again. So I always find it strange when I can say, I've broke six of them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, which four did you borrow? <laughs> um, well, I can't imagine that because one has been enough. Mm. And now he's, well, he walked, obviously he crashed so early. Yeah. It's quicker just to get back on the lift and come back down. But yeah, yeah. that's not the way to end a World Cup race. It really isn't. It really isn't. Um, I mean, he's, he's, done, uh, he's done some incredible things in the past, but... This year is going to be, if he was to turn this around, it, it really will be something special. I hope he does because it'll be something to watch and I, you can never write someone like him off. But, oh, no, um, definitely not. But, but I can't believe that fact that Warner said that it's been a year since he's won a World Cup. I've, yeah. I mean, my memory's not good, but that seems crazy, Aaron Gwynn. And I yeah. take the mickey a little bit of Steve Jones being a massive Aaron Gwynn fanboy. But I am a big fan of Aaron Gwynn, but now to Me say that he's not won it for a year... Why? No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of champions who can come back after, um, you know, someone, someone who can really fight back after the form has gone or luck has gone and they somehow find it back. That's what a true champion's all about. I think Aaron Gwynn's got that. Yeah. And I, I, I wouldn't write him off. Oh, well, absolutely not. No. Um, no. Someone else, Matt Simmons. So he's, a, he's from my part of the world, from Shropshire. What's he riding? Well, he's riding a Cannondale. Um, and he's not been around the World Cup scene for a little while. He sort of he qualified fastest yeah. at what was the one Val de Serre back in the mm. day, and 
Sam L uh, beat him. But a really great rider. He's, he's a nice guy, sort of one of the more subdued riders on the circuit, but brilliant. Mm. Big, strong dude. Yeah, riding, very strong. Big, big guy. So riding the prototype Candel, only one shock on it at this race. Was there two at Maribor? Well, you can, you can run the bike with one or two shocks, basically. It's a crazy-looking thing. It's cool. It's very cool. It's great to see them back at the races, and it's great to see that what they're doing. They are using this as a bit of a test season. They've obviously got big plans going forward for uh, reinventing the brand a little bit, um, yeah. getting back to their roots, which Wearing is great. Wearing that full white top to race in the most horrible forwarding ever. Yeah, um, so this was test number two, yeah. um, Maribor being the first. Um, Qualified 16th. Which is great, yeah. which is great. The bike's obviously not terrible. Um, he ended, he came down, he was in 10th. Obviously, it's lower than that in the final so, results, but it was 10th at the time. Been, yeah, but um, yeah, definitely not looking, not looking bad. Absolutely. Um, and it's great to see him coming down the hill. Uh, person I thought was really interesting uh, because it, of how Gwyn's gone is Dakota Norton. Mm. Um, he came really down well. and he really proved that Bruni's time is vulnerable. Yeah, because he, he really time. made up a lot of time in that sort of zone eight onwards. Yeah, he really pulled back time, and Bruni did definitely start to ring true what you'd said was mm, not he's not going to win this race. Um, who else? Actually, Luca came down. Luca Shaw uh, missed round one, broke yeah. the one. He qualified fastest last year at Fort William, then punctured. So yeah, yeah, he's he having a tough time. Didn't do that great. G had an, a sketchy moment at this, or virtually the very same spot. He crashed in practice. Yeah. Riding with a hurt wrist, so yeah. unfortunate for him. Um, yeah. He obviously doesn't love that bit because that's where he's injured himself in the past. Well, it was just after he had that whopping crash, yeah, ragged all yeah, down yeah, those rocks. Yeah, it's not his favourite bit of trek, I would have thought. Matt Walker, young uh, Saracen, Madison Saracen rider, had a great run. I yeah. thought he was looking really good. Yeah, he's Another looking one from brilliant. Shropshire. Yeah. Up the Shropshire. How does Shropshire, how does Shropshire do that? I don't know. Mark Beaumont's from Shropshire. He's Mark Beaumont. Coast. I mean, you're, you're, you're bringing out... Uh, there's not many counties that can No, the Athens almost live in Shropshire. Almost. You could nearly Who argue. Who else? Oh, I can't remember. That's probably it. Yeah, Neil Donoghue. Mm, one's one got a top ten at a World Cup. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty good. Um, yeah. Hang on a second. I'm just going <laughs> to... That's gone. Sorry, Mark. The barman's terrible in this place. Come on, bingers. Anyway. Um, he, so he went fastest in the hot seat um, by half a second. Yes. I mean, is uh, uh, this Matt Walker? Matt Walker. Yes. And uh, I mean, he's, he's obviously happy on that track. He won there in 2017. As the junior. Um, yeah. I want to say that because I wrote it in my notes and I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Some information in Martin's notes rather than doodles. On to Bernicker, looked really fast. Tell you what I thought was a little bit weird about Burn. Actually, a few people. You know, there was like that step down over the road. Yes. It's taller than it is long. He pedaled like quite hard and pulled and then overshot it. It's like, is that because it's really hard to judge, or was maybe there was a few people thinking that they wanted to overshoot to just get past any holes? Yeah. Obviously, you can't see it until you're there. It's too late. You've probably mm. decided what you're going to do. Yeah. But it's a bit weird how everyone always tries to land at the top of the landing. The few people sort of. Seemed to me like they misjudged it, but maybe actually they were thinking they wanted to jump far off it. I right. don't know. Yeah, I mean, I like, it's interesting, like you say, he's always, he always looks fantastic. I mean, yeah. it's hard to go downhill better than Bernard Kerr. And he went into third. Um, yeah, into third place. Uh, on to Greg. He looked super fast. Yes. He was second at the top split, 1.2 back. He had a different line on the flat rooty bit, which is hard to describe. There's a funny little left wall ride in the flat woods. 
and then it opens up and yeah. he seems to go really far right across the route. So I think he was the only person I saw do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought it was a bit of a masterclass in how to get down that track. He was well, he clearly saving himself at the top, doing yeah. the opposite of probably what Bruni had done. Um, he, he yeah. maybe Bruni had done or maybe, maybe had yeah. done, is he, he was clearly biding his time and then as he got to that bottom section where time had clearly been lost, mm. he absolutely pinned it. And and he you literally saw it on the clock. He climbed back up. Well went into uh, hot seat. Yeah, and went into the hot seat and it was like an absolute masterclass. Greg Minar back, qualified, I on mean, a hot seat, boom. He's a fine boom vintage. Boom doubters. He's a fine vintage. Thirty seven years old. It's pretty much the, the age you want to be, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, any masters next? Uh, second, if you qualify second fastest back in 2016, I'm nicking Rob Warner facts here. Can you tell? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was fastest by half a second, but then lost time at the bottom, going to fourth again, losing time at the bottom. Right. Next up, Finn Isles, flipping heck, he looked good. Two and a half up at split two, gaining time at every split, then lost a second, then yeah. another. So he into hot seat by one second. So mm. really, again, uh, Losing time at the bottom, you can't lose two mm. seconds. No, I mean, and it, and it just showed the strength of Minar at the bottom there is that, you know, yeah. he, he, in a sort of virtual race, if you put them both together, he, he actually chased him back down. Brooke McDonald made time at the bottom. Uh, it was four seconds yes. back and went in 1.8 back. He is the most powerful. I've heard stories of him on Incredible. track bikes or on like what yeah. bikes putting out crazy amounts of numbers, yeah. like as as good as the fastest track sprinters in the world. Which when he saw him, he pinned. Obviously, Daniel's a different game. Yeah. He nailed all his landings, smoothed off all jumps, went super mm. low, and then he's like, "How does he not snap yeah. more chains?" Yeah. Like pulling the bike apart, crazy. Pulling the bike apart. Um, it was absolutely incredible. He did it. I mean, he'd be such a popular winner there, but yeah, not to be. Um, uh, yeah, Troy Brosnan was uh, coming on the course. Um, I find him easy to forget about, but he's really, really good. He's unbelievably um, good. He was one point. This is where good. things changed for me. He was one point yeah. seven up at split two. He took some crazy lines. He left yeah. an inside line that was there for the rest of the race, like a. Yeah. Check this out, like a motocross rut. Mm. Um, and then 2.4, and then 1 point up, uh, 3.1 mm. up, and then 3.6 at the finish, which yeah. in terms of dino racing, 3.6 seconds is like, watch this. Yeah, I'm I mean, taking I mean he's, he has won that race at that point. I yeah. mean, and he looked absolutely pumped. He was the rightly fastest so. everywhere yeah. by a, a long shot. Yeah, he looked, he looked uh, so chuffed with it. It was unbeatable at that point, and I just thought, wow, what a race this has been. Omri Piron goes, hold my beer, watch this. And then yeah. you, once you've seen the fastest run there, Fortnum goes, right, this is going to be way faster. He looked fast. He that drift oh. on that left hand. Yeah, yeah. And then it was three seconds up. The last jump. Oh. Um, that's as close as you get without ragdolling and... Yeah. but. Yeah. Really hurting yourself and really hurting someone else as the bike tomahawks into yeah. the crowd. So he's coming over the finish, pretty much the last two drops, he's coming over the finish line, basically does the biggest huck. So you jump you jump into four cross tracking, sort of hip onto that burn. Yeah. And then it's, the, it's sort of a double that you then triple to flat. Yeah. But he said actually in the commentary afterwards that he was looking you, there and you can see the finish line and he said he saw himself on green, yeah. which I think is pretty mental because wherever you are there, 
you've got 20 foot to finish. It, green or red, that's what you're going to... Unless yeah. you crash, yeah. you're green or red. <laughs> yeah. So why bother looking at the thing when there's yeah. only one thing it's you incredible. can do is crash? He's a very likable character. Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's very enthusiastic. Um, him, uh, Lloyd Bruni and Loris Vergier, who was about to come down, uh, a very funny trio and uh, enjoyable. And he went across three and a half up. And it's... You, feel, you have to feel a bit sorry for Loris Verge because it's almost an anticlimax when there's two riders before you have just gone berserk. Yeah, yeah. And Loris rode that good enough to come third. However, it's been yeah. upstaged a little bit by yeah. Omri, really. Om- Omri Piran's just... Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a run that you've just got to watch as a... Yeah. Just an unbelievable feat of athleticism and and and, and skill. Um, I really felt for Troy Brosnan. I I felt he'd done everything he yeah. needed to do to win a race. And he's only won two. Yeah, I say only two World Cups yeah. is great, but yeah. um, that you've got to feel like that's your third win when you've just come down and smoked everyone. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, he really had put a really great day together, and yeah, I mean, but for just a sheer piece of brilliance and someone who is going to be. Very hard to beat this year. Well, on, this on, is on the most popular downhill bike on the circuit at yeah. the moment. Perion started his run last year, won his first ever World Cup this time last year at Fort William and went on to win three in a row. Yeah. Got Leo yeah. Gang next yeah. week. If he hiccuped, he won a race last yeah. year. It was it was incredible. Going into the overalls, I haven't we're doing this only a couple of hours after the race is finished. I haven't actually been able to find the women's overall for the year. Mm. Um Tracy must be winning that, we're thinking. Yeah, Tracy will be leading now, we think, very, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think Tracy will be leading just now, just because of qualification positions in yeah. the first two rounds. Could be wrong, maths isn't my strong no. point. Um, but it's, it's obviously, it's Tracy and Rachel that are going to be battling that out because Tani is now yeah. um, out of action for at least a couple of races. Men's, I actually surprised me, Brosnan is now winning. Over Pirion, yeah. Bruni, Hart, then Verge. Hart did well actually, definitely consistent at Fort William. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he was second, so he yeah. would have finished fourth. And I think something too interesting to talk about with Danny Hart is that he's he's managing to win a very difficult team battle. He was fifth actually. Uh, yeah. Matt Walker, his teammate, seventh. Yeah, I mean Matt Walker is on it. Yes, that guy is on it, and he is. He is managing to beat Matt Walker um, in in the first two races and and hold on to that. You know what it's like being in a team. One person you need to beat is your teammate. And the one place you need to have confidence is know that you're number one. And uh, he's importantly holding on to that. I'm, I used to ride for Will Longdon, I think I've said that loads of times now, uh, mm. but Will runs the team, Madison mm. Saracen, and they've got a brand new setup this year, it's massive, as you go in there, they've got a proper, mm. really huge cool. truck now, lots more personnel in there, and it's impressive to see how from, um, granted it was 10 years ago, but it was just a sprinter van, and we mm. were a big team at that time, mm. now everything is so much bigger, there's five Arctic trucks there, yeah. maybe more, but there's yeah. a lot of big teams now, and the support they get is really impressive. I saw that actually going in there, myself and Jack went in there to film something before the race, and Danny Hart was hobbling around, actually. I didn't mention that earlier. It looks like he must have had a crash. But obviously a a great team. They've got three riders that must cost an awful lot of money to run those big Mm. teams. But a very strong team this year. But important times for Danny, staying number one. Not easy. Not easy. True. Well, we'll see next week, Leo Gang. Coming up, can't wait. Yeah, um, just want a couple of points to touch on um, before we wrap up. Uh, the Frenchies, they've now won, and this is a 
stat I heard on the Red Bull live feed, which I just thought was incredible. Five um, seven. Seven of the last nine World Cups, right. the French riders have won. They're also the cool bunch, amazingly. Yeah. And if anyone is uh, around listening to this or watching this from the 90s, you'll think that's remarkable because that's quite the change. I mean, uh, they used to be the most three. boring bastards on the planet. Pyrion, Vergier, um, uh, who do we say? Bruni. Bruni. Who else? Come I mean, yeah, there's a few of them. Fourth French, Remy Pyrion. Yeah. is cool. Baptiste He's Pyrion, 32nd. Yeah. Yeah. Brother of yeah. Henry. But they're led by that three. Fayol. Um, I mean, they are becoming like sort of like icons of the current era. Um, how have they done that? And is that what is, are they doing well because they found an, a vibe that is very, very productive, uh, very relaxed. They're not then, they don't seem to be worried about pressure. They're happy for their friends to win. Yeah, maybe. That's the thing with Daniel. I mean, they used to be enemies back in the day a little bit, mm. but you're racing the clock, you're not racing each other. So I, if you can get on with each other and you hang out and push yourselves on, then it's, it's probably the recipe to success, it looks like it. Yeah, and that's difficult. Yeah. Like, I heard um, Greg talk about that in the interview he did with Bruni about mm. the syndicate back in the day, how they weren't competitors. That team didn't mm. work like that. Yeah. They're all friends, especially him and Steve. Uh, so what if the French are almost taking that on and saying they're maybe doing as nationality? Maybe? Yeah, maybe. We don't know. Model. I mean, yeah. I'm sort of outside the scene enough to not really know. It could be that Pyrion doesn't get on that way. It looks yeah. like they do, but yeah. what do we yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be hard to beat this year, that's for sure, yeah. whether it be for Greg Minar or Lloyd Bruni. They've got a tough job ahead of them trying to stop that guy take his second World Cup championship, I think, after today. Yeah. They'll all be quaking in there. Cycling shoes. Cycling shoes. Yes. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, it's been a wicked uh, weekend. Great race again. Yep. Fort William delivered for another year. Um, how many times it can keep doing it without the track actually changing? Will it ever change? Who cares? I don't ride it anymore. I'm happy to watch other people race it. <laughs> happy to watch other people with it. Uh, podcast yeah. number seven coming next week from Leo Gang. We've got one from Brendan Fairclough that you did the other day. It was a great podcast. That'll be coming soon as well. But yeah, lots of race yeah. at the moment. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled to YouTubes. We've got it on Spotify. We've got it on Apple Podcasts. So over on iTunes. Check it out. Cool. And we'll see you next time.